Today on the show, we save a friend, commit theft of corporate property, and maybe, possibly, most definitely commit a Geneva oopsie. Welcome to Lore Party, the podcast that explores the stories, characters, and themes behind some of our favorite universes. I'm Geneva Oopsie Jaden. Oh my god. And I'm... I am, uh, Corporate Theft Kevin. <laughs> I wanted to take the first... That, the, that one's better. <laughs> Alright everybody, welcome to the Bad Batch episodes 3 and 4. But also not because it's Clone Wars episodes revolving around the Bad Batch. It's weird. It'll make sense later. Don't worry about it. We're talking about the 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 in, the third and fourth episodes, the introduction of the group we know and now love, the Bad Batch and Crosshair, because Kevin hates him still. I now see people online shitting on him, and then there's also people shitting on crosshair haters and I'll, they're like yo we get it you hate crosshair i'm like yes you're right you're, you're totally right he's a fucking dick <laughs> you're right good job he's a misunderstood emo boy which is why the girls love him i i just i hope he gets better everything i know says he doesn't so welcome everybody we appreciate all of your patience with the in between of this and the last episode, we were dealing with trips and life and both of us getting sick yet again. Me currently not feeling great. But um, we're back. But yeah, hello. Yeah, we're back. Like Palpatine, somehow <laughs> we've returned to deliver podcast. <laughs> uh, episode three and four. That's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the last two episodes that introduced the Bad Batch in Season 7 of The Clone Wars. This is the only time, this is the last time, I should say, we see the Bad Batch in the Clone Wars series. Yes. But before we do that, we're going to get into that housekeeping you all love. We love to hear from all of our listeners. Guess what? That's you! So email at podcast at loreparty.com with your thoughts and questions and anything you want to do shit talk about crosshair i'm here for it if you want to talk to kevin directly you can uh find him at in the loop on twitter and k loops on twitch and instagram and you can find Jaden at mr jad j on instagram and and of course you can connect with the lore party team on instagram twitter and twitch at lore underscore party we're going to jump into it but first a quick word from our sponsors This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. All right, before we dive in, if you haven't watched the third and fourth episodes of the Bad Batch arc in the Clone Wars Season 7, you have been warned and you are foolish. 
for listening to this episode. So please, pause it now. Go watch those. Enjoy them. Text your friends. Spread the glory of Clone Wars and come back to us to listen to this great episode. All right, you've been warned. Now, let's jump right on into it. So we're going to continue right where we left off with the great quote of survival is one step on the path to living which is very interesting because that talks a lot about echo himself yeah he is a survivor and that is the best way to talk about what's left of him what's left of him yeah definitely what's left yeah he, there's not there's much. not much he's basically just a torso and a head but barely even a head because the back of it got blown off he's so gross looking. yep I, it, it's like the matrix times oh my god it is the matrix it it's literally the matrix times 100 he looks so nasty he does so we're going to cut back to the uh the lab at the city of Porcole, where anakin and the rest of the bad batch are holding off droids from entering the lab where we find echo anakin runs in and asks how long is it going to take to get tech to help remove echo from the system and tech says that he's trying to remove echo from the system but it might take some time because he's kind of, you know, really hardwired in there. He's still got all the tubes and shit. He's a computer. Remember those old uh, those old G.I. Joe? <laughs> yes, I do, actually. He's basically he's basically the processor for this whole operation. And Echo doesn't really remember how he arrived to the planet because now that Echo's kind of come to, Echo's trying to figure out, like, what the fuck happened? Like, how did I get here? Has no idea, no recollection. Yep. And this situation... In, in this specific one, he is way too weak to walk. Like, he's gaining strength, but in this exact time, he can't walk, he can't stand up, he's, he's a fucking mess. I am curious, because he when you, when you see him, he has robotic arms, robotic legs. Uh, it's, it's very interesting that the Separatists would even waste the time to give him those prosthetics, because they clearly never intended yeah. to release him from this system. I, I'm very surprised that, I guess, I guess maybe it would have been too dark for a kid's show kids show uh to have him just be like a floating torso (laughs) in a jar but well he could have they may have had intent to release him later on and he could be like a controlled droid corpse thingy you know like they're frankenstein's you know and i will say this the separatists they've shown to be the ones who are the best at keeping organisms alive through cybernetics. I mean, if you look at Grievous, he's he was even more oh, fucked yeah. up than we find Echo, and he managed to walk around just fine. Well, kind of. <laughs> you know, Listen, uh, <laughs> asthma is a problem no matter where you go. Yeah, definitely. Especially for this guy. <laughs> so during this whole situation, I'm trying to get him unhooked if you will, or or unplugged from the Matrix, the batch is now being forced back into the lab. So they were fighting in the hallway, defending the whole lab. Yep. Now they're getting forced into the lab because just drones just keep, they just keep fucking showing up like these weird-looking droid thingies. They weld the two sections of the door closed. There's two, there's basically, there's a, there's a door that opens the hallway. Then there's another door that opens the door. So basically you can close... Uh, the whole hallway down and get stuck in the hallway. Yep. So they 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 fuse the first door together, and they're finally pinned down now. Basically, the whole team they're like, ah, fuck. Tambor sends in what is called the decimator. 
basically it's just a droid ball and it just starts melting the doors open it is a beach ball of death pretty much so tech is finally able to make it so that echo can be unplugged but he's in a real bad shape <laughs> funnily enough though he just you know rex is like how are you and he goes i have a really bad headache <laughs> oh yeah that's that's all you got going on with you yep but he does tell the group that he knows of a way to escape the lab you know he has been a living machine subject of theirs so he knows the entire facility he probably knows more about the separatists than they want him to know exactly because the, the information worked both ways yep so he's able to uh they're able to open a vent and wrecker actually just kind of throws them all up into the vent and anakin is the last one and Anakin jumps up into the vent himself as Wrecker is just throwing a bunch of grenades all over the place in the room, you know, being like, ha ha, yeah, 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 he's throwing shit. Anakin uses the force to pull him up just in time for, like, the decimator to show up. Yep. They escape, and this floating death orb makes its way through the hall into the lab, and it shoots out a bunch of electricity, and Wrecker then explodes the room, and all of the equipment with it echo uh leads him through the ventilation area and to records excitement <laughs> he brings them to a tube that they can use as a bridge but it is very high up in the air you remember this facility is up in the clouds like cloud city and we know wrecker he's not very good with heights well wait a minute he's not very good with gravity yes that's what it was so they they start they start uh crawling you know to the next building but then they get cornered on both sides and they're stuck uh, under enemy fire crosshair actually falls and wrecker even though he was scared jumps after him to save him that's like such a good thing you know for character development for wrecker i I thought it was cool i was like even though he's scared he's gonna fucking go save his brother you know what i mean i love that i thought that was really cool character like just little side thing that they did Big, big contrast into later episodes with, with, with Crosshair. But hey. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so now Tech uses his quick wits, and he calls one of those flying bat creatures that the locals kind of fly on. The, and, and reptiles, whatever the fuck they're going to call it, but it's a bat. It's a giant bat. And he uses the, like, the sounds of them to, to get them to show up. It's like the distress signal, right? So they jump on all these creatures and they escape, right? That's You're like, oh, cool, great. They made it out alive. Our heroes, yeah. <laughs> and then guess what? Hey, those weird droid things that the Techno Union owns, they can fly. <laughs> you're like, what well, the hell are these It makes things? sense because they, they looked very bird-like when you first saw them, and now we they know did. why. And so they fly after them. And the group gets lucky, and they lose the droids. They make their way back to the village only for one of the droids to have been able to follow them anyway. They 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 thought they were in the clear, but one of the droids was somehow able to track them. Yep. They just can't catch a break. That's pretty much really what it comes down Honestly, to. Honestly, yeah. The village leader is upset because he, you know, he they broke their promise. They promised they wouldn't bring war to the village, but the war has come. Rex convinces them that it was the Techno Union who broke their promise. They're the ones that brought the war to the planet. And as a result, they should be siding with the Republic. As is all happening, we see the droids show back up to the city and they relay the information. And then the droids are ordered to invade the village and leave no survivors. Uh, as they show up, the village seems to be empty until Anakin Skywalker pops up and orders an attack. Which I thought was really cool because they had, I don't know if they had a lot of time, you know, to prepare. 
but they prepared pretty quickly. Well, it's this is this is this happens a lot in Star Wars where they do the uh, the classic uh, villagers rise up to strike down a more powerful yeah. force. And this, you know, I think I think it was one of those things where it's like this is season seven. They were like, we've done the prep shots so many times now. Let's just let's just skip to the action. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of this, when we talk in these episodes, it's a lot of it is the montage thing where we just go through the montage that they do because it's a very quick montage or it's like, here's the battle scene. You just have a battle sequence. Yep. So after the battle, the droids are destroyed. That's that's what happens. They have a battle and they destroy the droids. Yep. Naturally, our group, you know, they win even after reinforcement droids show up. The techno-union leadership is then informed of the battle and how it went. They have now lost their asset. They are pissed off. The episode then ends with the group leaving Skako Minor with this weird, ominous like feeling about the future of Echo. They're all kind of like, great, we made it, awesome. We went through the battle, we did our thing, we found our buddy, we know why we were losing all these battles. They, 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 they get a lot of knowledge. They survive, that, like, the theme of the episode, they survive, but now it's like, okay, what now? Like, what's next? Which is perfect because we're going to jump into the next episode and it starts with a quote, trust placed in another is trust earned. A great segue into not just putting trust into Echo again, but also in trust of the Bad Batch. During the intro montage, we get extra footage of Echo with a bunch of droids surrounding him, intrigued with the cybernetics and the ability to do what they can do. Back on base, Anakin and Mace Windu are discussing with the clones about the battlefronts on an axis and how they are still losing. But now they think that they have an opportunity to retake their lost areas. So as this conversation's going, Echo comes in looking a little bit more healthy. He's not as pale. Yep. And he says he can help. But nobody seems to think he's ready. Rex is like, hey, like, I don't know if you want to do this right away you know maybe you should chill go get some go get some food go go relax put your put your oh, I get feet feet up whatever <laughs> your robotic feet. The, the machine feet yeah yeah your robotic tootsies go give them a soak in oil i assume yeah pretty much they kind of think he is a bit of a liability and even echo is like i'm not a liability no. Mace Window says that he would like to give him a rare rare mace window w there are a lot of yeah, there are a lot of weird out of I don't want to say out of character Mace Window situations in this episode, but he does some stuff that you're like, huh? It's it's uh, th this rare. I think they I don't know. I think Mace Window's character got a little bit of a beating in the previous seasons of Clone Wars. So they wanted to give him a little bit of a boost with this episode. He has some awesome moments, but they almost feel like they should be moments given to other characters. But like. Those char those actors couldn't make it to the booth that day, so they gave them to Mace Windu's voice actor for some reason. Because <laughs> they're great moments. Like it's a great so, speech. We're gonna get to it in the quotes, but I was like, I was like, Oh yeah. This feels oh, yeah. more like a Plo Koon speech or an Obi-Wan speech than Mace Windu. Yeah. So for our Mega Man Battle Network fans, I'll say Echo jacks in to the table and comes up with a plan to use Mace Windu and Obi-Wan kind of as bait uh but basically to use them to take over the assembly complex yep. while the bad batch will lead echo to trenches com vault on the dreadnought above the planet so he's gonna feed trench strategy 
but he will also give it to Mace Windu beforehand, so Mace Windu will actually be ready for mm. it. It's a decent plan. It's not a bad no, plan No, it's because the, the Separatists, I think they're they're aware that Echo himself has been taken, but they're not really aware of... I don't know if the Techno Union kind of explained how vital he was to the 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 strategies and the code that, that he had created for them. I don't even know if they know, because Trench later in the episode he doesn't really get it he's like oh the algorithm so so he knows about i think i think trench assumed that the algorithm was a separate thing from echo and i think he assumed that like yeah that sure echo developed the algorithm but not that echo was the algorithm and could manipulate it from the inside by just simply being plugged into their network i agree i agree so back uh at the hangar the batch is getting ready uh, but they're not really sure they can trust Echo. Honestly, like, it makes sense. He is more, you know, to, to borrow from what we want, he is more machine than man at this point. Like, how do we know yep. that his brain, and he was plugged directly into the Separatist network. How do we know that his brain has not been compromised? And that's going to be a struggle throughout the episode. Once they're on board, Echo disguises the ship to be another droid shuttle, according to the sensors. Back at the facility, the droids are fighting Mace Windu's clones. Admiral Trench is being informed of the battle at the facility, not realizing that his ship has been infiltrated. Echo makes his way to the connection uh, on the comm vault, and Trench, just in time, requests his droids to contact Skako Miner, and he wants to use the algorithm to win. Which is... I love this because it shows... um, before before this whole battle, we saw Admiral Trench in a previous episode of, to be a very cunning commander, but we also saw him to be not half robot. And I, I think, honestly, I think that maybe his wounds that he suffered has made his mind a little slower because, and we see this a lot, like Separatist commanders, they get lazy. They just assume they can win because they have the numbers. Which is incredible because this is year three of the Clone Wars and that's clearly not working. You've been forced back on every front. Yep. And like also, it's they almost have like that arrogance that the Empire like commanders have. Yeah, you know? no, exactly. It's not the, the we have the numbers. I wouldn't say exactly. No, no, no. But it, I wouldn't say exactly. It, no, it's a it's, it's very it's similar because they think that just because they have the numbers, they're gonna win. You know, they don't need yep. to think be they don't need to think outside the box because the box says I have ten, they have mm-hmm. one. Exactly. So he may not know that Echo is missing, but he definitely knows the algorithm, you know, obviously is a thing, and that's what he's been using. So Echo, like I said, connects just in time. Tech says that they need to make sure to convince Trench that the message that Echo is going to send him is coming back looking like it's coming from Skako Minor and not his own ship. Yeah. So Mace Windu and Obi-Wan, they actually land in the middle of the assembly facility. And Mace Windu has a great speech where he lays out his history in the Clone Wars and why these droids have no shot of winning this fight. And the droids actually think about it for about two seconds before they start blasting. Anyways, they started blasting. <laughs> and it, there's actually a real real humanizing moment between Obi-Wan and, and Mace where, you know, Obi-Wan's like, hey, you know, you gave it your best shot. And he's like, yeah, I thought, I thought I'd try something different, which I was like, how very interesting of you, Mace Windu. That's, that's something that you normally wouldn't do. We'll get into that. Yeah. 
Back on the ship, uh, Trench receives a plan to mobilize all troops to the facility for an all-out attack. Tech informs the group of the plan and that they all get very suspicious. Echo says he's going to send a feedback pulse to shut down all the droids in one go. Which the Bad Batch don't, they're very suspicious of this moment. Like, why are you sending all the droids to kill the generals? Rex and Anakin reassure everyone that they just need to trust him. This is a classic Echo play. And it plays to what the theme of the episode is, that, that you know, Filoni quote in the beginning. Yep. Trust, you know, is earned, but that's kind of, they're earning each other's trust right now. Yeah. Well, and again, you got to remember these these clone troopers are are used to dealing with the regs who can't think outside exactly. the box. This is an Anakin cl- yep. clone trooper who all he does is think outside of the box. Yep. So it's just it's like it's it's messing with their brains a little bit because it's they're they're literally confronting stereotypes right in front of their own eyes. That's what we talked about in the last episode, like the stereotype thing. They both have stereotypes of each other that they yes, you know, unconscious biased or conscious bias, if you will of each other and the thing is echo doesn't even that echo probably never even heard of the bad batch you remember he went away during the battle yeah. in the citadel i don't yeah. know if the bad batch were even out there at this point yeah and or or widely known so he just he just wants to help he's been out of the fight for you know yep. a, we don't know when in the timeline it takes place i think maybe like at least a year you know yeah. he's been out of the fight for at least a year so anakin lets mace windu know that the plan is this they're going to be bait. <laughs> Basically, that's what it is. Yeah. And we see how overwhelmed they're already kind of getting. Mace Windu and Obi-Wan, they, they, they'll like defeat a whole group. And then they're like, oh, that wasn't bad. And then more show up. Yep. Trench is watching. Uh, on He's on the bridge of the ship. And he's watching. And he's pretty much as confident as ever. He's like, ah, cool. I'm winning. Yep. But Echo makes good on his promise. His plan. All the droids just shut down. He sends the pulse. All the droids shut down. Trench is then obviously confused. Yep. And he's trying to figure out, you know, what the hell is happening. And then Trench finds out the source of the surge came from his own ship. So his droids are like, where did it come from? And we do this like back and forth between the team and Obi-Wan and Mace Windu and then back to Trench. Kind of just everybody's like, oh, wow, you were right. Okay, cool. He, he, we trust you. That was a good. You did I it. guess we learned a thing or two, right, yeah. gang? It's just this montage thing of them being like, okay, trust, got it, cool, great. And then Trench's droids are like, sir, it was on the ship. It's in the house. Yeah, which is great because just as the group is about to leave, Echo stops them because he's still plugged in. And he says, hey, we got a problem. Trench actually issued a countdown order on a bomb that is in that facility. And it is a bomb that is big enough to destroy most of the planet. Which, as you remember from our last episode, alarm bells should be going off because when we see that planet in Rebels, it is gone. It is Mm -hmm. fucking gone. So I immediately was like, oh shit, is this the bomb that blows up the planet? Echo says he can try to stop the bomb. And Anakin runs off saying that if he fails, maybe Trench can stop it. And he heads straight for the bridge. So meanwhile, Mace Windu takes charge of dismantling the bomb. He orders Obi-Wan, the troops, everybody, leave. If you can get off world, try to get off world. If you can just leave the specific radius zone, maybe, or something. He's like, we don't know how big this bomb is going to be. We don't know too much. We just know it is powerful as fuck. Get the hell out of here. Yep. Echo tells him where it is. It's in the fusion room, the fusion reactor room thing. 
So he makes his way down there, and Mace Windu finds it. It is covered by a shield, a ray shield, so he's like, okay, I can't get in there. But he realizes, well, I could use the force to manipulate the little switches. So there's a number sequence that he has to get. Echo knows the number sequence, like he's going through the number sequence, and he's relaying that to Mace Windu. Yep. So Mace Windu is using the force to change the little toggles to the numbers to turn it off. But, like typical, you know, Hollywood, whatever, movies kind of thing, <laughs> just as he's about to get the last number, uh, they send a pulse to their own ship. Trench sends this big pulse, and it pretty much just incapacitates Echo. Echo's knocked the fuck out. And you yep. can't get the last number, and Mace Windu's like, oh, I'll have to figure it out myself. And the team has to then defend themselves against a bunch of droids that are showing up to the room they were in, and they're trying to make their way through the hallways. With Echo just kind of like, oh, what's happening? Yeah, I think it's implied that these are these are just even more, because remember, they sent all the droids on the planet to this all, one facility. Which, all of them. Again, just talks about the ignorance of the Separatist leadership to think that was the actual play. Why on earth would that be the play to localize everything in one spot? Yep. Trench is met on the bridge by none other than Anakin, who clears the bridge of all the droids. Trench, we see him, you know, he's he's got half spider, half robot spider, utterly terrifying creature. I can't believe this thing exists in Star Wars. <laughs> Anakin threatens to kill him. And Trench doesn't even buy it until Anakin slices off his robotic arms. Yeah. He has no, he's like, no hesitation. No, he's like, which which is really aggressive for Anakin, even for Skywalker. Is, oh, yeah. Oof. Meanwhile, Obi-Wan is trying to convince Mace Windu that he needs to leave, that it's just over. But Mace Windu will not give up the planet. Trench ends up giving Anakin the final number after the threat of death. Trench uh, actually electrocutes Anakin. <laughs> and without a hesitation, Anakin just fucking kills him. So, this is leading to our segment. Yes, light war crimes with Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> Geneva Oopsies with Anakin Skywalker. How many tallies so far do we have? A lot. Uh, yeah, we, we'll get a running count somewhere. Yeah, he, he, he kills, kills a prisoner of war, so there you go. Anakin then goes through the bridge and finds a detonator for the ship that he's on, which is, you know, still to me, I find that to be fucking weird. Why would you just have a detonator in your chair sitting there? Yep. To blow up your own. Well, it could be that it could be the trench was getting ready for his own escape. So he was, he had the detonator on hand. Could be. I always think that's weird in, in kind of shows like that. Like, why would you, you're going to blow. I mean, I understand being like a computer, destroy, you know, self-destruct, whatever. Yeah. In Star Trek, it's it's a lot more, there's a lot more fail-safes in place yeah. to like actually blow up your own ship. Like it's still there, but like they have to go through a whole sequence. But in Star Wars, it's literally like, press the big red button. Boom. Press the blow up the ship button and you're good to go. Just don't forget to blow up the ship. Don't forget to leave too. You don't. So Anakin gets this detonator and he looks at it and he's like oh great cool wrecker's gonna love this and the entire time wrecker's been complaining yo i can't blow anything up what the hell like yeah he's, he's annoyed they had to do the subtle shit he's happy he yeah. can finally blow something up so crosshair leaves the group and runs through a bunch of hallways and like starts throwing mirrors all over the place and he just shoots one beam and it bounces off all the mirrors and kills all these droids that have been chasing. It's awesome. It, it is cool. It is cool. He's still a dick, but it is cool. So they all meet up. They escape. 
that's pretty much it. What happens? They just they get out of the ship. They meet up. They get out of the ship, and Anakin's like, "Hey, Wrecker, I got a gift for you." He's like, "Oh yeah!" And he blows up. Yes! And he goes, "This is the best day of my life!" And he blows up all the ships, and they escape with the debris falling behind them into the sunish set. Classic, classic Star yeah. Wars yeah. escape from explosion shot. Back on the base, the group is celebrating. You know, they're they're realizing that they have a lot more in common than they thought. And they they're the admiration that's been building from the last few episodes finally comes to full where they see each other not only as equals, but as friends. Yep. In fact, uh, you know, they're they're actually sad because the Bad Batch is trying to leave. And they say we're leaving before any medals get handed out yeah. because for them, it's not about the praise. It's about getting to do missions. Uh, but before they go, they offer one final gift. They offer Echo a spot on their team. And Echo's not quite sure, but Rex actually comes over and convinces Echo to join them because he feels that Echo's talents would be wasted not a part of this organization. Yeah. As Rex walks away, he turns to see Echo saluting him along with the rest of the Bad Batch who see him as a worthy member of their squad, even if he's not a part of it. He's still someone that they respect and they will go to battle for any time. He's basically their new Cody. Yeah. <laughs> you are our new, you are, you're the work friend that we tolerate. And he's like, wait, tolerate. <laughs> and that is the synopsis for the arc of the Bad Batch. An arc so good, I wish we had gotten a show based on these guys. Oh, wait, we did. Da, da, da. Da, da, da. But before we talk about that, we need to get into an ad break. So stick around, listen to these kind words, and we'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, now that we're back, Kevin, what'd you think about the final arc of The Bad Batch? I thought it was great. I mean, I, I had a blast watching this for the first time and the other bazillion times I had to watch it, especially writing down what was going on. Um, yeah, I liked it. I thought the first episode was just, I mean, I don't want to say it felt filler-esque, but like the battle with the village and all that. It was like, set up. It was set up, but I didn't really think it needed to be there. It was fine. I liked them leaving the facility and then like the techno unions, like my property, like, you know, like they were, they were annoyed by it. Um, I found it interesting because obviously by the end of the, the other episode, 
technically trench didn't really know that he wasn't there anymore or like the algorithm he didn't he didn't really i don't know if he was related he didn't realize rex is or echo's importance to the algorithm itself or that that, but i also think like maybe the techno union did not tell him like lack of communication i feel like he must have known that it came from a clone he must have known that at least what i'm getting at more is like he said contact skako minor and get like the algorithm to do but i don't but like the algorithm's gone like they blew up the lab too so like i don't know well they blew maybe... up well they didn't they didn't blow up the they didn't they didn't, they took him but they didn't take you know the computer banks down so true. true the algorithm could still exist and i think that's what he didn't he, he, along with other separatists, they, you know, they see their soldiers as assets, not as yeah. people. Yeah. I and like so it, I though. think he, he basically considered Echo to be like a hard drive that they unplugged. I don't yeah. think he saw him as a person. Okay, that makes sense. Of course, I don't know if Trench even knew how the algorithm stuff worked anyway. But no, I liked it. I thought the first episode, like I said, filler, whatever. They escape. Yay. Yay. Cool. I liked the trust stuff in the second one. That was sick. Because it was like, obviously, everybody was like, I don't trust this guy. We don't know. But they still brought him along. They still went through the whole thing. Um, I thought the bomb was a little bit cliche. <laughs> like, <laughs> when in doubt, blow it up. Like, okay. I, I mean, there, there's always a bomb. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> I thought that was fine. I had I had a good time watching that second episode. I had a, a lot of fun watching um, Anakin do his thing. Uh, we'll get into the quotes. I have a lot of thoughts on the quotes, but yes. overall fun time. I liked both episodes. The second one was cool. I thought the ending was great because he like Rex is talking to echo saying like, you know, if you think you belong there, then go there. And he turns yep. around and walks away as if echo would be next to him. And he didn't, really need to turn around he already knew what was happening and when he turned echo saluted him and he saw it and then he saw the whole bad batch salute him at like with him and i thought that was really cool i thought like it was a nice contrast to how they acted in the beginning of the first episode and to now like all this trap they've been on a couple missions together all this trust has been built up and was it's it's cool it's great it's camaraderie it's brotherhood like it was fucking cool it's really it's really cool to see their 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 relationship develop like this yeah what did you think it's really hard to see pilots within shows spin-off pilots within shows you know just appear and not go well Mm -hmm. i don't think that was the case with this one i thought this was an excellent way to launch the bad batch to introduce them to establish what they're all about. But at the same time, it didn't feel like a filler episode to get their own spinoff show. Like, no, this was just, Hey, this is a weird new squad that we've always wanted to show off. Yeah. And also bring back an old fan favorite character. And I think this was excellently well done. I think each character, uh, stands out in a positive way. I don't feel that they, that any, any character overshadows the other one. And I really do think that uh, the fact that other people saw value in them enough to like make a spinoff show does speak volumes of the development and the, the chemistry of this cast. Bradley D. Baker, by the way, voices all of the clones everywhere. And it's incredible that he makes that he can make these guys sound so distinct from the hundreds of other clones that he's had to voice over the years. Yeah, 
I think that's really fucking cool. Yeah. As a voice actor, I think that's fucking cool. I think it's very cool. You're the same character, but a different version of that character. It's like Marvel variants or whatever, comic variants. Like it's it's that kind of thought process of you're the same base character and then it all of them are evolving into different people especially in this more than you're normally used to fucking knocked it out of the park nailed it absolutely all right well speaking of voice actors and the things they say we got some quotes to dive into i'll start with the first one uh it's from it's rex to echo and he says uh better to feel something than nothing which is what echo has been feeling ever since he was blown up at the Citadel. Plus, I think that's Rex just being like, I'm so glad you're alive. Yeah, I think he's like, my friend can feel something because he's not fucking dead like all my other friends who are dead. <laughs> so the next quote is Rex talking to Tech, telling Tech to speak to the leader of the village. And he says, you're right. Tell him he's right, Tech. Tell him we didn't plan to drag his people into war. But look what the Separatists did to one of our people. And then he shows uh, Echo, who's clearly... Echo. What's left of Echo? Fucking, yeah. A weird thing. Zombie person. Techno zombie. They took away his freedom. His humanity. They tried to turn him into a machine. The Techno Union claims it's neutral, but they have chosen sides. Obviously, he's right. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he knows that these alien locals are going to be like, what the fuck? And I think just showing Echo to them is pretty convincing you know the next quote uh was the loss of the clone is a devastating blow which is interesting because they they call him they call him a clone but every other time they've called him an asset which is very interesting yeah. it just shows that he's not i think they realize the the gravity of having someone who is completely so deeply embedded in their network now roaming free which i will say i think it was a mistake for them to not do more with that idea because i think that would have been so cool you had you had the potential there to like hey he was plugged into like the entire separatist network so like maybe he knew about order 66 on some level like that would have been kind of cool for him to be like hey this thing kept popping up in my mind like maybe he like looks into fives like what, what happened to fives and be like there was this thing in my head about order six. that would have been kind of cool that would have been sick uh in expanded media there's actually a uh a comic story arc where the 501st uh, Legion's medic kicks, who you might remember from uh, the first episode of this Bad Batch arc, um, actually discovers Order 66 doing research on fives and is captured and cryogenically frozen only to be woken up during the sequel era. Mm. And so I'm like, man, it would have been kind of cool to have another. I get why they didn't do it because there's already, they already did the fives arc with the revelation. But like it would have been kind of cool to like connect those dots a little more, just like maybe do like an extra like echo being like, oh, my God, it all makes so much sense now. Like, why didn't I think of this? And I know I wrote down, too, that I think the techno union views him, Echo, even though he's a clone, his life, if you will, is viewed as important. So he's not just fodder anymore, like. Clones are pretty much just fodder, right? He's now more valuable in their eyes than the the uh, Republic, right? Even if he is just an investment, he's just an asset, he's whatever. Yeah. 
he is actually viewed as valuable now. And like for him to die, it would actually be like not a good thing for them. They don't necessarily want him dead. Granted, no, they want him back. Exactly, they want him back. Exactly. Their, Granted, back in their battery. If he's dead, the Republic can't use him, and they're probably going to be okay with that. But they would definitely want to keep him alive. Yeah, they put they put time and money into putting him back together again. Yep. You know. Now the next episode, we get some more quotes where uh, Echo says he wants to join you know, the mission. And he says, this time I can bring about a Republic victory instead of a defeat. Because if you think about it, he's the reason why there have been so many Republic defeats as of late, like a lot of them. And so he's like, yep. please give me this. Not only do I want to be in the battle and help, but fuck man, I really need to he get a victory. Please. Yeah. Even though it's not his fault, he still feels, he still feels a duty to like make up for what's happened. Yep. The next quote is from Admiral Trench, where he says, uh, now I will use their arrogance and desperation to our advantage. Which is funny because that's the ironic, because that's exactly what he does is he uses. Yep. yep. He's, they, they, he's very arrogant and he gets destroyed because of it. Yes. Which also is really interesting because he thinks that the Republic is arrogant and they totally yeah. are. But in this mm. instance, I don't think they are. I think they are very calculated. <laughs> no, exactly. Now we get to the fun quote, which is the one from Mace Windu, where he says, my name is General Mace Windu of the Jedi Order. At this point of the Clone War, I have dismantled and destroyed over 100,000 of you Type 1 battle droids. That number is insane. I'm giving you an opportunity to peacefully lay down your weapons so that you may be reprogrammed to serve a better purpose then spreading the mindless violence and chaos which you have inflicted upon the galaxy. That is an awesome quote. That is incredible. It just felt so weird coming out of Mace Windu. It felt very much like an Obi-Wan speech or a Plo Koon speech or, you know, uh, Yoda. Like, it just felt like... Mates Windu's always been the one who's just like, we're going to end this war. We're going to kill him. Like, let's, we got to destroy the droids and the battle. He's, he's been, he's very much been like a, like a, a one dimensional thinker when it comes to the Jedi code. So it's very interesting to see him actually like, I guess, practice it to give the enemy a chance to surrender. It's very, it's very weird coming from him and you vote. Especially when we see him uh, versus Sidious, where he's, you know, he's too dangerous to be kept alive. Yeah, yeah. I just think he was tired. I think he literally was like, man, I want to go the <laughs> fuck home. I am sick of this planet. I want to go home if and they can, If they'll surrender, I can get some sleep. Exactly. He's like, maybe we could get something out of it. Like, let me just see if they'll just join us. Like, let, let's. You want to be farmers? It. I'll let you be farmers if you let me take a nap. I don't want to have to kill you. Pretty much. I mean, I I think he was just like over it at this point. That's really funny. I love that. Now, the next quote is from Trench. And I think it's sneaky. I think it's perfect for Trench. And it goes, a wise leader does not rely completely on things such as algorithms. My personal strategy for victory is through total annihilation. <laughs> Which, if you think about it, technically, all these algorithms 
a droid is technically an algorithm, right? So he technically is relying on algorithms, but yeah. total annihilation. I'm into it. Okay, Trench, boom, boom, explodey everything. Tr- Trent, Trench's final plan for conquering is the equivalent of a toddler flipping over the board of Monopoly when he's not winning. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He's ridiculous. Fuck and- your game. That it, I mean, it works, right? Like, it does work. Yeah. He almost won. He, he did. The last quote is a mix of Trench and Anakin. This is when Anakin has a lightsaber up to Trench and is like, give me the fucking number. And Trench answers him and says, Dooku would kill me for losing an axis. And Anakin replies, and you think I won't. And Mm. so Trench then says, you're a Jedi, you're nobility. And he's interrupted when Anakin cuts off his fucking arms. And Anakin responds with such a Sith answer. I don't have such weaknesses. What? What? Anakin, you doing a boo-boo again. He is, look, I get it. He's been trained by Jedi. The motherfucker has never been a true Jedi. No way. Like no, I'm sorry. He breaks a lot of he breaks a lot of their uh their their Jedi tenants very easily. But man, does he Have you noticed he does it mostly when he's alone? Yeah. Oh yeah. Cuz he cuz he can't be held accountable if he does it by himself. And and here's the other thing too. Nobility is a weakness? Ooh. Ooh, wait a minute. Now that is a character flaw right there. Because he is always portrayed in Star Wars media. If you, When I say Star Wars media, I mean the media in that world portrays him as a noble general Jedi and all this other shit. And he finds that to be weakness. Hmm? That is, there's so much to unpack with just saying nobility is weakness for Anakin, even just specifically there, not just in a yeah. general sense. It's like I keep thinking, like, what the fuck would Padme say if she heard him say, like, if 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 Trench had like a phone call to Padme sitting there, yeah. and accidentally left it on, like, for her to hear, what do you think she would say? Like, she's noble. I don't think Anakin's really thinking of anything but the person in front of him. He's very much a one-dimensional person when it comes to uh, uh, the per- the opponent in front of him. You know, yeah, we, we see yeah. that when he's fighting Dooku. It's just Dooku. He doesn't really care about fighting alongside Obi-Wan in their first encounter. He just cares about the action. This fucked up. This fucked up. Yeah. He's not, you know, he's 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 a pretty bad Jedi, you know. Well, he's a great Jedi, but he's bad at being he's 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 good at combat. He's not good at the uh at upholding the peace and mindfulness of this of the old Republic's Jedi order. He's good at the stabby stab. Yes. He would have been great in Luke Skywalker's Jedi Order of the EU. Yeah. Because their whole thing is just combat. So, final thoughts for an intro. I know we did say a little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say I think it was a good intro. I think it didn't feel too piloty. The fact that it was four episodes long and not just one shows that they were invested in the story. These characters got a real time to develop. And Mm -hmm. as an audience member, it was nice to be able to actually have some real time with them, not just like, you know, 15 to 20 minutes of time to try to connect with these characters. Granted, I connected with these characters very quickly, and I think everybody did. 
But having four episodes and telling out a flesh story that's not just one singular mission, I thought it was good. It, it We showcased a lot of these, these qualities and quirks, and I think the ending specifically was a really good little bow on those four episodes, and I it think so made too. you want more. Yes. And with that, we hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please take a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us grow the show. And be sure to connect with us on Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter at lore underscore party. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one.